Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this time to study your word. As we dig deep into your scriptures, Lord, and we look at a man named Saul, Lord, I pray that you would just speak to us. We'd learn lessons from his life and how you used this unlikely preacher in just amazing ways. That through his perseverance, many came to know Jesus as Lord. So, Lord, I just pray for your Holy Spirit to use this time, to bless this time. And, Lord, I just pray for your protection over this service and, Lord, especially over your people now. Lord, there's so many people that are hurting right now, that are in need. And, Lord, we just want to pray for Myanmar especially today and lift Myanmar up, Lord, as there's so much hopelessness and so much hurt going on, the people that are scared to leave their homes. Lord, I just pray, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would just sweep through this nation, Lord, and transform it, Lord, and call people to come to know you and know the hope that we can have in Jesus and know know that love and that grace and that mercy and, and eventually that joy that can come through being a follower of you. So, Lord, I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. If you've got your Bibles, please open them up to Acts chapter 9. Okay. Uh, and as you get there, I have a few announcements. Uh, We're going to start is every Saturday, we have women's Bible study. If you have any questions, please see Miss Vicky in the red. Also, every Saturday we have youth group at 5.30. You can see Chris there. We also have children's ministry every Sunday at 4. They join us first for worship, and then they go to their classes. And again, we have this flyer here. On the back says, I want a club. This is coming up. April 6th, we will start. If you're interested, please get a flyer. It is for all the children, 5 to 17. It will be every Tuesday. Now, if you're over 17 and I know you want to be involved, we need volunteers for all of these children. See Miss Vicky or Miss Alyssa if you would like to volunteer. Also, if everyone looks to your left, do you see the library over there? There's a lot of wonderful books for both adults and children. If anyone wants to check a book out and take it home and read for your child or for you, just let us know and you can take it home and enjoy it. And also, we still want to make sure everyone knows about the VBS. Uh, VBS, right. If 
you have any questions, again, see us afterwards. We have the flyers. Please RSVP if your children are going to come because we need to know how many kids. Okay. The Awana Club. Is so again, a lot of announcements, but the most important announcement is I want to ask again, let us know how we can pray for you. We do pray for you, and we want to know how we can pray for you. All right, let's get to the message. So last week, many of you were here. Just in case you weren't, a small review. We learned about a man who faced an extremely fearful situation. Ananias was called to go and pray over the terrorist Saul, remember? Saul was the person who was persecuting the church. He was the one that was in charge of persecuting and killing Christians. I asked you guys, would you say, yes, Lord? Remember? I said, would you say, yes, Lord? Ananias said, yes, Lord. And then God called him to go to Saul. Now, just as Ananias was faithful, each of us are faithful, right? To go and share the gospel. Are we faithful even as we face persecution like many of us are facing today? Are you still being faithful? Last week we learned we must be obedient even in times of fear. Remember what happened? Saul got he got saved and he was prayed over and he was baptized and he received the Holy Spirit. That is where we will begin our story today in Acts chapter 9. I will begin in verse 19. Afterward, he ate some food and regained his strength. Saul stayed with the believers in Damascus for a few days, and immediately he began preaching about Jesus in the synagogue, saying, He is indeed the Son of God. Yeshu 
Saul, a new believer, a baby Christian, starts to go out and share the good news to share the gospel. How many of us have known a Christian that gets newly saved and they're so excited to go out and share Jesus with others, a brand new Christian? When I first got saved, I was on fire for the Lord. I wanted to go out and tell everyone about Jesus and what he did in my life. But I will tell you, as a new believer going out and sharing Jesus, it didn't always go very well for me. It wasn't always received well. So Dulomyo Akuma Sabi my heart was right to share Jesus. My intentions were good. Maybe my methods needed a little work. I need to learn a little bit about the Bible first before I would go out and try to explain to everyone. Now, I think God knew that Saul needed a little bit of time to spend with Jesus and with God before he would go out into the mission field. If you look at your Bibles, you see these passages, they look pretty short in your Bible. But this is actually like five years. And what you don't notice is in between some of these times that there's gaps that we're going to learn about that Saul went and spent like three years in the desert. So if you turn in your Bible to Galatians, we can read about this other times. Galatians chapter 1. Verse 17. I'll read through 20. This is Paul talking to the Galatians about the time after he got saved and how he got saved in Damascus, but then he went to the desert. So we'll read it. Oh, sorry. Verse 17, nor did I go up to Jerusalem to consult with those who were apostles before I was. Instead, I went away to Arabia and later returned to the city of Damascus. Then, three years later, I went to Jerusalem to get to know Peter and stayed with him for 15 days. The only other apostle I met at that time was James, the Lord's brother. 
I declare before God that I am writing to you is not a lie. ငါးယင်တမန်တော်ဖြစ်နေသောသူတို့ရှိရာယေရုရှလင်မြို့သို့လဲမသွားအာရဗ်ပြည်သို့ချက်ချင်းသွား through reading the other books in the Bible, especially Galatians, we learn that Saul actually, after his conversion, he went and was gone for three years. Uh,ဒီဒီသမာကြာတာပိုင်းကိုကျွန်တော်လေ့လာမယ်ဆိုရင်ရှင်ပေါ်လို့ကသူကဲတင်ချင်းခံပြီးတဲ့အခါမှာ
says Saul's preaching became more and more powerful, and the Jews in Damascus couldn't refute his proofs that Jesus was indeed the Messiah. Saul, through the Holy Spirit, was able to prove through to these Jewish people through the scriptures that indeed Jesus was the Messiah. They read their scriptures. They read the scriptures. And as they read it and Saul explained it, they could not deny that Jesus was the Messiah. They couldn't refute it. But instead, they just refused to accept it, the truth that Jesus was the Messiah. They refused to accept it. Even though they knew at some level, what Saul was teaching was true. You know, this same kind of behavior happens today. Someone will come up and ask me a question. Maybe they will ask, is this certain behavior sinful? Or maybe they'll ask, um, who should be in a pastoral role? They'll ask me. And I'll take my Bible out. I'll point them to the scriptures that answers their question. And I'll have them read it. And then they, they can read the Bible. They see what it says. They can read it. But so many times, just as these people in Saul's times, they read it, but they still choose to follow their own way. They say, is it a sin? I says, let's look at the Bible. The Bible says it's a sin. But they rather please themselves than be obedient to God's word. They rather please themselves than be obedient to the word of God. The same as these people in this story. Let's look at this in verses 23 and 24. After a while, some of the Jews plotted to kill him. They were watching for him day and night at the city gate so they could murder him. But Saul 
was told of their plot. Uh, 20. So during the night, some of the other believers lowered him in a large basket through an opening in the city wall. These people wouldn't accept the truth that Saul presented. And they were going to do whatever it took to silence Saul from teaching that Jesus is God. They were going to do whatever it took to remain in their religious positions. They were going to try to murder Saul. Again, I see this same behavior even today. If a person is confronted about their sin in their life, very often they will do whatever they can to silence that person who is convicting them of that sin. Nobody wants their sin to come out into the light for the world to see. Nobody wants that. So often, too, they will attack the character of whatever person is convicting them of sin. So now they're trying to murder him. He has escaped through a basket. Quite a story. We've seen the believers come together now, right? Their brother, Saul, was in danger. They come up with a plan and they were going to do whatever it took to save Saul. They were saving Saul from persecution even though he was the one before who was persecuting them. I see a beautiful example here. These Christians, we see they understood mercy. They understood grace. They were given Saul mercy and grace in helping him escape the persecution, escape these men who are trying to murder him.
what an amazing example of forgiveness that was shown to him that each of us can learn from. Could you forgive the worst terrorist you've ever met? Think about that. Let's look at verse 26 and 27. When Saul arrived in Jerusalem, he tried to meet with the believers, but they were all afraid of him. They didn't believe he had truly become a believer. Then Barnabas brought him to the apostles and told them how Saul had seen the Lord on the way to Damascus and how the Lord had spoken to Saul. He also told them that Saul had preached boldly in the name of Jesus in Damascus. Saul's in Jerusalem now to share the gospel. Remember, he'd been three years spending with Jesus, spending time alone, preparing to go into the mission field. I imagine he was excited to go to Jerusalem of all places to share with his fellow Pharisees, his fellow brothers, the truth of Jesus. But what happened when he got there? The people were still afraid of him. They didn't even believe that he was a real believer. He was rejected by the very people he came to share Jesus with. But there was one man, Barnabas. It was him who believed in Saul's and he came to the others and he explained to them and tried to give a testimony of who he was now. He wasn't the same person. He was born again. You know, you think, what would make people believe that Saul was now a Christian? What? How would you believe him? Why would you believe him? That maybe that he says that he met with Jesus on the road? Would that would you believe him? Would you believe him if he said, Well, Jesus spoke to me? You know what? 
caused people to believe that he was a true born-again believer? Sorry. The people started to believe that Saul was a real believer by the testimony of Barnabas and then the testimony of him preaching boldly. So Saul's experience with Jesus had caused him to go out and preach the truth of Jesus boldly. Have you experienced Jesus in such a way that you want to go out and share with others what he's done in your life? Think about that. Let's look at verse 28 and 30. So Saul stayed with the apostles and went all around Jerusalem with them, preaching boldly in the name of the Lord. He debated with some Greek-speaking Jews, but they tried to murder him. When the believers heard about this, they took him down to Caesarea and sent him away to Tarsus, his hometown. Paul, Saul, sorry, was among his fellow believers, his fellow Jewish brothers, and he was sharing Jesus with many people. I'm sure Saul could share the gospel with many people that many others could not because of who he was. But again, what happened? Did a bunch of people turn to Jesus? No. The people became so upset about Saul's teaching, they wanted to murder him. Saul's teaching must have been extremely convicting to draw this from the people. He was so, he must have, okay, let me think of this way. The teaching, it must be convicting because they were so convicted that they wanted to murder him. These people did not like the teaching that Jesus was God. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is the Messiah. 
These religious leaders would not accept this teaching because if they accepted it, they would lose their positions. They would have to, these religious leaders, if they admitted that Jesus was a Messiah, they would have to step aside knowing that Jesus is the foundation of the church, not them. Today, we need to follow Jesus and we need to be studying the Word of God. If we will study our Bibles verse by verse, if we will also be in prayer and be in fellowship, we will learn about what God, what Jesus wants for each one of us. But unfortunately, these people here were not interested in what God would have for them. They only wanted to fulfill their own desires and their positions. Again, these Jewish people were silencing Saul and the message that Jesus was God. And he again had to leave. He was sent away to another city. Let's look at verse 31. The church then had peace throughout Judea, Galilee, Samaria, and it became stronger as the believers lived in the fear of the Lord. And with the encouragement of the Holy Spirit, it also grew in numbers. Remember when we started this uh, section, I told you it's like five or six years of Saul's life, his first years of ministry? This story that we read today, it doesn't conclude with how Saul reached thousands of people, does it? The first five or six years of Saul's ministry, there wasn't a bunch of people coming and getting baptized, was there? But 
Fortunately, the church was doing well. We read in verse 31. It says here the church had grown from a few small churches as it began into the whole entire area, Judea, Galilee, Samaria. So the church was doing good, but Saul's ministry, he was almost murdered twice already. He, had, he was accused of being uh, still a murderer. They accused that he was not really a Christian. He had to sneak out of the city in a basket. You imagine this. He was forced to go and hide even for a while. But we see Saul remained faithful to continue to preach Jesus. In these times we see the church, the church lived in fear of the Lord. And the church had endured great persecution in times past. But then it says they were encouraged, encouragement of the Holy Spirit. And the church grew in numbers. I want you to turn back into your Bibles really quick to Acts chapter 8, verse 1. Back to the story and how it began. I'll start midway in the verse. A great wave of persecution began that day, sweeping over the church in all of Jerusalem. And all the believers except the apostles were scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria. You see what happened? The church was persecuted. The Christians were being persecuted. But then we read today in Acts chapter 931 that in time, this is five years, six years later, the church had become strong and the believers that were in the church lived in fear of the Lord. And 
I know many people in Myanmar are experienced gr- experiencing great persecution right now. And we see how the church in this time experienced great persecution. But then we see the church had peace. I couldn't even imagine living through these times as talking about the Bible. In the early church, especially. Then I see a similar situation happening here today in Myanmar. But if we will look at the scriptures, we can see in the end the church, it flourished. It got larger. There was a revival even through this time of persecution we see. Saul remained faithful to share Jesus through this entire time, five years. Even as they tried to murder him, as he had had to run place to place, city to city, as people called him things that he was not, because of Saul's obedience to continue to share the gospel, many, many people came to know Jesus. เอ่อโชลูกาตู้เอจูซามุตู้เอมะเปะมะกั่วอาวทมุตะเคนชุจองโกฮอเปอตะติขันมุจองลูมะซวาเอ่อตะเคนชุเอเกติญิญจองโก
he went out to share the truth of who Jesus was, and is today even. Yet, town to town and place to place he went, he persevered, and he continued to share the hope that he had found in Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray that each one of us would have that strength today through your Holy Spirit, that as we see all the obstacles around us and all the things taking place in the world around us right now today, we would have that same heart that Saul did, that no matter what would take place in the world around him, he would continue to go out and preach the gospel, continue to go out and share the hope of Jesus Christ, continue to be faithful in that calling that you placed on his life to be that servant, to go out and just share the good news of Jesus. And Lord, I hope we don't face the kind of things that Paul faced. Lord, he has a long list of all the things that he faced for you. But Lord, I know each one of us are facing different forms of persecution today, Lord. So I pray, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would speak to us, Lord, and strengthen us and protect us and watch over each one of us, Lord. And Lord, that we would have that same passion that Saul had once he came to know you, once he had become a believer and said, Jesus is Lord of my life, that he'd go out and he wanted to share that. He wanted to share Jesus with every single person in the world, every person he ran into, Lord. That would be our hearts, Lord. And Lord, as we did that, Lord, I just pray for the strength that would come from you and only you, and that your words would be our words, Lord, as we went out to share, Lord, that you would give us the words to share with someone that right now is facing hopelessness, especially here in this country. There's so many people hurting, so many people hopeless, so many people struggling, Lord. Lord, show us the opportunities, how we can go to these people and we can minister to them, how we can help provide for their needs spiritually and physically, Lord. So, Lord, I just pray, Lord, that each one of us, Lord, would be used by you, starting first in this neighborhood, then in this city, and then in this country, and then even outside in this world, Lord, that we could just be your ambassadors, your missionaries, Lord, that we could go out and just share the good news. We would be so excited, Lord, just to be a part of what you're going to do here in this country, Lord. Lord, again, I just pray that each one of us would have that perseverance that Saul had, and we would have that excitement, Lord, to share the hope that we have found in our Lord and Savior, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen.